Verbal Tap is back. I'm getting right past the intros that prove fighting is easier from outside the cage. We found that out. Acting not always as easy from inside the cage. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. Um, How long should we tease the fact that we have to talk about how one of the fight ended? The whole episode. <laughs> let's not do Sterling till the very end. And let's cut Kai okay. right beforehand. Yep. That way people don't get to hear, you know, what an expert <laughs> fighter has to say about the situation. With us as well, back to find out how his picks went. And I'm sure to tell us which of these fighters' ass he's going to kick next. Kai Kamaka. Kai, how are you? Doing good. Thank you guys for having me. Having him back. Raph, where do we start? Where do you want to go? You're, you're, I, do we let guests decide? Like, do we start with the top? Do we start with the most interesting? A lot of weird shit happened and amazing shit. Please, let's just go from, I guess, top to bottom and then have Aljamain versus Jan as the main event. Okay. You know? Okay, so he wants to bypass the fact that we had a main event and get straight to the discussion. Okay. He's right. <clears throat> I, have to I trust that, his so. production instincts. Top bottom, but then we just switched that part as the main event. You know? <laughs> Let's get right I, to I it. I feel you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I got, I'm curious what you two think. Because I was having... Let's. Well, let me give it to the audience. If you missed it and have not been paying attention, we got you covered. An illegal knee was thrown in round four of a Petra Jan who was... I would say it's fair... I thought he was beaten up Aljamain pretty well. I just didn't think Sterling had any counters. It didn't seem. So on his knees, Jan throws the knee, connects-ish. Real chaos ensues because Aljamain wins the title. It doesn't feel good. There are tears. There's been disputes of fake acting. Raps writing a screenplay about the fight called uh, Sterling's Nine. There's a lot going on in terms of how we analyze it, but I'll start with the floor. Kai, what are your thoughts? What'd you think of the fight? Um, it was a great fight. I thought, honestly, um, so prior to me being in Vegas, and you know, I, I, I'm a big Pyrion fan to begin with. I, I mimic him a lot. I take a lot from him. I'm a big fan, so. In, initially, when the fight was announced, I never met Al Jermaine until until I moved to Vegas, and my head was like, um, "Peter Jan is gonna crush him," you know, like because mm-hmm. that's my, like I I idolize um, Jan, and I just I, I pick up on a lot of things that he does. Um, he has a similar style as far as base towards me, boxing and wrestling, so it's easy to easy to um, you know pick from him and see what I like and try to mimic him as much as possible like like anybody else does, you know, somebody that they they like. Um and then I got to train to Al Jamee, which you know, he's a very nice guy, very cool guy. And then I got to yeah, see see his skill set, which um it also it it also helped me my thinking of the fight, which is why it was I was so torn between the fight because one, he's a teammate now of mine and two, um I actually got to go with him. I see, see, you know, see where he's strong at. What, what, what is his strong points? Where, what, how he thinks. Um, but at the same time, I'm still a Jan fan. And then, um, so it it actually played out the way I thought it would. Um, 
and yeah, it, it just it played out the way I thought it would. I thought the way that Aljamain could win is overwhelming him, and that's but that was the only way, just because of what from what I've seen of Jan, and it, it I mean it it was working until it wasn't. I think I would say it worked for three minutes of the first round, <laughs> and then after that, kind of tell the. Um, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to overwhelm somebody who's not doing anything back, right? I mean, who who's a champion? Who who knows what he's doing? Um, who who who's not playing the game back with you? Um, and that's why he's a champion, uh, regardless of who he's fought to get there. He he's fought the best of the best. I mean, some guys don't agree with his path, but I mean that's that's uh I mean he's still the champion for a reason. And I thought that I just thought that I spotted Aljamain. I don't know if you guys follow my social media and stuff and. Um, I just thought that was his way of beating Jan, you know, um, and it, that was his, actually not that was that was his only way of beating Jan, um, I in my opinion, and you know, um, as as, and I just thought that yeah, that, I mean, and it played out the way exactly. Then then when we get let's get to I mean get to what happens when the tide is fully turned already. Sure. And then the knee comes. Um, the knee comes. It's an illegal knee, for sure. For sure, it's an illegal knee. Um, what happens after, um, and then what happens after post-fight and all, um, which kind of doesn't look bad. I mean, doesn't look good at all for Aljamain. You know, Alana, and this is me, who's somebody who's been like I've, I've I've worked out with him and stuff. It just it doesn't look good from a from a competitor standpoint, from what's going on and how everybody's attacking him. Um, it's kind of, it comes with the territory. I mean, um, I, I, I don't know. I, for me personally, I mean, it, it comes with the territory with, with the way things were handled after the fight, the way, I mean, of course you got hit illegally, but I think that just from the events that happened after all the, all the backlash you're getting, it was bound to happen. Okay. There's a lot to unpack here, Kevin, and I'm going to see if I can qualify a few of these things first and foremost i like the fact that you were able to describe the fact that when it exactly the way you thought it was at least that's how you were saying it because the ending for sure went away none of us thought was gonna go so up until that moment i'm sure you're watching the fight and thinking oh this seems yeah right about up the alley of how i oh that knee mm, definitely want to predict that all right well that's well, a strange ending yeah i mean Correct, Peter Yan should not have thrown the knee, right? It was, mm-hmm. I mean, it was intentional, meaning he, he intended to hit yeah. Aljamain, but it wasn't intentional in the fact that he wanted it to be illegal. Of course not. He doesn't want it to end that way. Uh, I don't, like, adrenaline is going. There's a lot of reasons why. Aljamain is fatigued. That's why he's staying on the ground. You know what I mean? He can, yeah, feel, yeah. He can feel the tide. So he's, he's trying to play that game. All the while, Peter Yan, his adrenaline is still going. He's in a, he's, on the winning side of things, I mean, by far at this point, to where he's just thinking of hurting him. And then you have the other guy on the ground who's thinking only defensive now. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, so, like, I mean, I, I see both sides. Um, I, Peter Yan just sees red, just sees kill, yeah. and blanks out. Um, all, all the while, Aljo is trying to catch his breath, trying to regroup, trying to not get hit. You know, so it's, <laughs> yeah. 
I don't have access to Aljamain's people, but Raf, and I'm curious, Kai, your all's thoughts, because we've already kind of talked about it. No one, I mean, malintent aside, and we'll talk about whether or not you should be allowed to knee people. I've kind of, Demetrius Johnson's like, be able to throw it. <laughs> and I've heard some <laughs> other fight rule sets where, you know, you can, and it's an interesting concept. So before we get to that, I know we'll know how much Aljamain was really phased by how big his reaction is to the setback, like to the social media flashback. If I was him, I'd just be fully embracing it. I'd ignore it for a few days then I'd like release a photo making myself look like weekend at Bernie's between two teammates. And then the next minute, like running a computer, I would embrace it and let social media kind of fuck off. But we'll see. If yeah. he responds back and he's like, F you guys, and kind of goes nuts on someone from TMZ, that's how we'll know. Uh, we have some updates on that as well. So I can I can kind of breathe you through where I my saw he's been was. responding. Ill-advised, Rap. Yes, Ill-advised. Yes. Let the if it was a concussion, use that excuse and be like, I need 72 hours before I don't, you know, I don't want to Brett Favre this situation. Let me just explain though the difficulty of being yeah. a meme maker and an empathetic host okay when you were a meme maker you were not supposed to take any like guff you aren't supposed to take anything into consideration that's why so many people who make jokes take a very shit post mentality so when i saw him get need my initial thoughts were of concern i was like dude he took an illegal knee that's terrible i don't know how this is going to end i don't we've we really haven't been here in this particular place with a championship fight so this is going to be a very strange set of circumstances so i had a lot going to understand what he was doing what i didn't like was the immediate interview afterwards i don't think that was fair Joe wouldn't shut up about how Joe was like, this sucks. I don't want to do it. This is ridiculous. I was like, yeah. But he talks about how he's going to do the interview. So he does the interview. Now, before that, that even takes into the mindset that he had thrown the belt on the ground and made a big to do over that. And I'm still of this mentality of, I don't know if he's still there. Like, I don't know. Does he know how expensive those are on (laughs) UFC.com, by the way? Kai, one of those belts will run you almost a grand if you just want to buy a replica. So as he's talking his way through the post-fight interview, I still feel a lot of sympathy. And I hear the internet calling him a great actor and doing that. And I have enough respect for athletes to not do those kind of jokes. What becomes difficult is when you juxtapose that image of him dropping the belt, which concussion or no, very theatrical, with him celebrating with the crew after. Now, I don't know Mm -hmm. who in his camp leaked that photo. Fuckers, by the way. That person (laughs) dead to me. It had to be. Photos. There's several videos out of him from multiple of his friends that night, and just the day after. I mean, he, he. You know, I mean, if you're concussed, right? If you're concussed, you shouldn't be in like light, right? Is that not what they they tell you? Like, um, I mean, watching the TV is rough. All that kind of stuff is rough, and just everything that happens after. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't look good. You know what I mean? For whatever yeah. reason, it doesn't look good. Um. 
I don't know what's going on, but it just it doesn't help the situation. And again, no. we're of the mindset of, hey, dude, you didn't do any of this to yourself. This was just a weird thing that happened to you. So there is an element of, we get it. Okay. And yeah, you should be proud of the work that you put into it. But for him to have thrown it down in that way, and you're mentioning the concussion syndrome of that's probably not the best thing to do. I will respond to a few people who sent us notes because I did put up a meme and the meme that I did put up was just more of a joke was to me. And I don't even think this is a shitty joke. I just thought that photo of him with the guys raising their glass looked like the end of Ocean's Eleven when they pulled off the heist. So to me, it just kind of looked funny in that regard. And yet we had people who were chiming in saying like, well, what do you expect them to do? And I go, I don't really dislike him. It's just odd given what we saw. But I think yeah, the yeah, stupidest yeah. comments that we got were from people going, I don't know, man. I'd crack a few and I'd take some shots with my boys if that was the case. And I go, again, cannot stress this enough. We don't know enough about concussions. Drinking after concussions, bad choices, kids. But sure, right. live your life. <laughs> I couldn't disagree more. I loved yeah. it. I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> take that photo. You earned it, my man. <laughs> so I guess the real question is here, Kevin, what do you want to see going forward in that division? I guess we're going to see them roll it back, right? Mm -hmm. That was the uh, that was the pretty clear response. Mm -hmm. And which um, hold on, let me make sure I know what weight class they're actually fighting at. Okay, yeah, so they're yes. they're bantam. bantam. I you got to come back. This is a shitty end. <laughs> Everybody knows it. So this is welcome to the next fight. This Can I tell you what UFC to happen? And I did tell you what, what is going to happen now, apparently. Yeah, Dana said they're going to roll that fight back. But 24 hours after the fact, Cejudo was already talking his shit and then walked back one of his own jokes, calling him an Oscar winner, which I was actually surprised about the amount of fight fans who knew the right award for the right theatric because they go, is it an Oscar? And I go, you got that one right. That's correct. That is the acting one. But do they have the, the right category? Best supporting? Ugh. Film and tell. No. There's a lot here. Okay. So the when they talk road. about Henry Cejudo wanting to wear, work his way back in there, there was also the possibility of Jermaine Sterling who said, yeah, I'll take that one instead. Screw this Peter Yan rematch. So now there's trash talk between Yan and, and, and all Jermaine Sterling, and it just sounds so dumb. It's really bad. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's silly to me because the the two different things that they are kind of talking trash to each other, it, it just doesn't sound as fun as you would hope a rivalry would sound. I'll just <laughs> give you a little bit of a synopsis of what they're saying. Sterling, uh, UFC, please allow me to clearly knee you in the temple You weren't while you aren't looking. See how much of a clown you'd be then. I can admit round four you were starting to land more shots, but the fight was statistically close despite me fatiguing early. The clown here is you. Peter Yan, paper champ ducking the rematch already. Then, Aljermaine Sterling, I didn't know he was down. I was going to take the apology now. Aljermaine Sterling, maybe Peter Yan, need a break from the champion. This is 
something that I'm just curious about. If you look at the people who have been involved in the bantamweight division over the past few years, this is not boding well for it. But then you also have Cejudo and then you have TJ. And then add in Cody No Love getting kicked off a flight like a Karen. That division does things to people, I have concluded. <laughs> I think it has messed with their heads in many different ways because there's a lot of unfortunateness that has come in that division. Having said that, how do you think... Aljamain Sterling preps a better plan for a rematch. I ask this over to you, Kai. Um, well, me and me and he, uh, one of his coaches for this camp, Eric Nixick, who was also my head coach. Um, we were kind of talking, and I think I told I was sharing that I don't think what um, I think he needs he needs to be more efficient, right? Um, as far as what the output he put in three rounds could be spread out within five rounds um, and being strategically um, more calculated with, you know, um, instead of hitting Jan when, when he's blocking, hitting him in his arm, fainting rather, you know, like the faint would do the, just as much damage that you just did with that blocked punch. And you can see stuff. You can see, see, set things up um, instead of just throwing 10 and hitting zero of them. You know what I mean? You, um, um, add some things in there and, with, and stop spinning when very unnecessary. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a hard game to play. Like he, The game has to switch because, one, Jan's not going to respect the wrestling anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, Jan might take him down. Um, I think he has to switch mentally that he's not going to overwhelm Peter Jan. You know, how he yeah. has won in the past, that's not going to work anymore. So he he has to regroup and kind of fight it more strategically and more technically in different ways. Definitely a winnable fight. We've seen that. He can, I mean, he has, he can have, he has good moments, but it's not going to be the way he thought it would be this last time. It, it wasn't just going to be, he's going to barrage him, take him down, submit him, and then make him tired. Um, because if I could... It actually if I... On him could just maybe make a suggestion. And I know you don't have to take the words of the right. host seriously. Could you just pass on the following suggestion from me to them? Thus, his coaches, maybe other people. Uh, in the rematch, less spinny shit. <laughs> and let me qualify that. That was um that was one thing that we were seeing too. Like, I mean, and spinning with or doing just doing stuff with a purpose. A lot of stuff with mm-hmm. a purpose. He just he threw stuff out of like and started panic wrestling. He was more panic punch. He was everything was like out of panic. Like he had to make make it a, a certain way. You know what I mean? Uh, or he, that was the only way he was gonna win. Like I said, like and it, that that showed. Um, is overwhelming, and that's how Aljamain fights. Now you're not gonna win that type of fight against Kiryan, and you it clearly failed. You know what I mean? Um, so I mean, it, it has to it has to change. The the style of fight has to change. It was concerning to me in this regard that he would maybe attempt something spinning, or maybe a Gramby on the floor, and then all of a sudden Jan would have back control, and I'd go, he didn't get that. He didn't do any of that. He just literally caught him and said, yeah, I'll, t- I'll have back control now. This is fun. And I just kept thinking, 
oh no, he's timed him out. He not only knows he's going to do something kind of wild here, he was tripping him on a couple of those things. And listen, dude, I love me a good fight, but every time I saw him make some wild movement, I thought maybe what you're exuding here, which is, hey, dude, I know this might work in other fights, but let's not today. Right. I mean, you're not, I mean, he's a champ for a reason. The reason, like, if it, just not everything's going to work on him, you know, or like, you know, he, he probably watched a lot of your film too. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, um, he knows where you're strong. You know what I mean? It's sort of like, you can't be a one trip pony. Um, and I just, I thought that that's the way I, I, I sparred Aljo and mm-hmm. I thought like that was his, that's his thing, right? Is overwhelming. Yeah. He, guy doesn't have a gas tank. Like he just, he just can always go, um, in three, in a three round fight. You know, I will say, dude, there's one thing I have to credit you for. And I I appreciate you being candid about this because I don't know if Kevin thought this, but when I saw all of this shit going down, my immediate thought was, oh, oh no, we're going to have to talk to Kai about this. (laughs) And they've trained together. And that really like I like when we talk about it before the fights where you get some insight and you can give that insight uh, for an over under Kevin. But after it's usually something that we can admire in this case, it was, it was a weird fight. And then it was even weirder ending um, where it couldn't be as celebratory as possible. So um, I do appreciate you, what? you walking us through that though. Kind of is as we can yeah. see on social media. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, kind of weird to- like I said, dude, I don't think, He's wrong in saying, you know, shut up, haters, because that's what he was saying. (laughs) I love it. I don't. That's always a good message to the Internet. Just on a random Monday. Fuck the haters. And, you know, you got Laro basically saying, I can't believe there's so much hate on the Internet. How could you hate this guy? Um, You know, I, I think there's a big thing that you have to take into consideration, which is don't necessarily hate the fighter you know try to find ways to hate the situation and then maybe understand what it is and that's that's more of our thing Mm -hmm. and i do i hate the situation because like the fights were awesome all the fights were entertaining but this is what like this is a this is what hangs over the event and it's just a weird yeah it's a weird situation and then the, the little the little events that happen after um, the trash talk makes it a little bit more weird. But the the type of banter going back and forth, it's like, it's like, um, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Like, what the heck? Like, it's more funny than anything. Like to them, <laughs> yeah. you know I mean, like, just, I mean, it, it it it's yeah, it's weird. Like they, it's like a kind of a joke or like or at this point, it's only Monday. You know what I mean? Like, the, yeah, the type of joke that they're, they're trash talking. It's like. It's weird. Like I don't know. For me, like I've never fought. I'm not saying I'm 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 not in this situation. I didn't fight for a UFC world title. Um, but for me, the 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 title of champion number one is what is what gets me. Not yeah. not necessarily the belt or whatever. The belt, hey, win. Um, if I win, that goes to whoever. Um, anybody can touch that belt. It's not that. It's it's the title of being number one that, that excites me, that keeps me going. Um, so 
I don't know, I, but I'm I'm not in that situation, and you know, it's 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 it just looks a little funny right now, and it's kind of kind of uh, doesn't look good. Yeah, the well, whole, as Kevin said, you can always buy the belt for about a good grand. So there are ways to get it. It's just who'd you beat for it? It's what I tell all the kids who wear belts whenever they go see a professional wrestling show. I go, who'd you beat for that? The guy who sold it to you at Kmart? And uh, that's a joke that we we tend to get some mileage out of. Kevin, <laughs> I need you to tell me what you thought of the main event, the actual main event, not the one we're calling one. You're not going to love Don it. and Izzy. It was a little boring for what I was hoping okay. was going to be an exciting fight. It I left with two thoughts, and I don't know how fair or unfair this is. The first was neither of these guys could beat John Jones. Unequivocally. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. If Jan's wrestling is too much for Israel, and you know, we all know Israel's jiu-jitsu coach has had better weeks. This wasn't the win <laughs> he needed <laughs> with this one, because it just looked like someone who couldn't do anything. And uh, got passed immediately. Not great. Simultaneously, Israel's after-fight speech was as good as it gets. He was fantastic. Yeah. So, love the after-fight. The actual fight was really exciting for the first round and then really shockingly boring. I was really surprised. Okay. okay. I'm glad that's your take. Uh, we aren't fighters, clearly. Uh one Kai Kamaga, but I would ask you, How dare you, as a fighter, what did you take away from that? Were you entertained by that fight? And if so, why? Um, well, one, it was kind of still frustrating to watch just because I was thinking about the other fight, like as a fan mm-hmm. and, and just a competitor, it was frustrating, you know, the cloud of the last fight. And then, so, but watching it, um, I mean, it, I, I think you kind of, if I'm if I'm young, I kind of play. I I mean, you fight that. That's I mean, that's a good fight. I mean, um, I thought it he probably could could have took him down sooner, but I mean, just being efficient with his energy, um, he, that's what it was. You know, he it seemed like he didn't want to take him down earlier to kind of conserve his energy for that fourth and fifth round, and then. Yeah, like what, what what you guys said earlier. I mean, look, it just shows the greatness of John Jones, because if John Jones is on top of you in that situation, um, and then once fatigue sets in, you see a lot of you see a lot of guys. You see their real, true skill set, in my opinion, you know. And we were able to see how good um, Izzy's basics are on the ground, which. You you couldn't like they weren't ever um I mean on the ground he he didn't know what an underhook was you know um he didn't know how to dig an underhook on half guard and this is what you do when you're tired you know that's what 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 do you remember the most is that's what happens when you're tired and to, for me to see that I mean gosh he's I mean the John Jones fight would would be would be I mean would be a massacre in my opinion. To be fair, when John Jones tweeted out afterwards, he said, never mind, not worth my time, which not a bad tweet. But I would like to remind people (laughs) things worth John Jones's time running over pregnant ladies, cocaine and also avoiding the law. So I don't know that you really want to be in the company of being worth this time, but I digress. I would like to really kind of focus on this one thing, which you are alluding to, but I saw it as a 
interesting technical striking fight. We're going to just delete the part that was the grappling because you know it's bad when I see Izzy get a lockdown and I go, uh, okay, you going to do something with that? And then nothing happens. And mind you, Kevin, we're also talking to somebody who has a wrestling at heart base. So you're not going to get any sympathy from a wrestler, from a person who just can't get up because that's the whole point of that sport. What I would say, though, is for the moments that the two gents were, were standing up, it was just interesting to see their approaches. It was fun to watch their feints. I don't know if we were in the camp of saying, wow, this is such a close fight. Because to me, I go, I don't know, man. I think Jan is kind of winning this pretty well. And it's not to say that Izzy's just being dominated. But when you get a 10-8 round at the very end, that's just silly. Having said that, excellent performance for Jan. He put some respect on his name. Kevin, I think you hit it right on the head by saying Izzy was amazing in the post-fight speech, especially at the post-presser. And I think he said it as well as he could, which is, yeah, this is his first MMA lost. He's lost a lot of times. He's lost in life. Uh, the one that really seemed to irk a raised eyebrow was when he then mentioned he's like, and I've lost in love. And I go, no, I was okay with you talking about losing in boxing or kickboxing, but like, Oh, Izzy, are you okay? Do you need a hug, bro? You all right, bud? <laughs> so anyway. You in love, right? <laughs> well, Kai, they all can't be as lucky as you, my friend. So, I guess with those things in consideration, obviously, John Jones off the table. Kevin, what would you like to see Izzy do next? Go back to 185 and rule <laughs> the way he explains so gorgeously. I am excited to see him knock the living shit out of Mr. Booze Hound himself, Paulo Costa. I, there was a funny moment, and this is a good journalism note for people. Daniel Cormier was like, well, you know, we've been really hard on him. And Joe Rogan's like, what do you mean? I'm just pointing out Paulo Costa. He's like, and you can hear Daniel Corey goes, okay, I've been really hard on him. Just wanted to apologize. And it was super, it was a nice, honest moment from the broadcast. It's lovely. Having said that, now we're going to go the opposite way. What would you like to see Jan do next, Kai? Um, I, I would like him to see just defend his belt against other 205ers. Um, mm. Probably the winner of that. Um, actually, it's hard to say because he kind of ran right through um, his last opponent, Dominic Reyes. So, I mean, maybe Alexander is coming up. Reiki mm -hmm. is his name. Um, yeah, um, I think he's one that's coming up. And I think a lot of things have to clear up in that division just because, I mean, it was John Jones and then now it's, you know, kind of re rebooting up. So, I think... Yeah. John has to just beat them, beat the whoever is in front of him for the next two or three guys before anything else crazy happens. I know you get hyper-focused in your division when you are a fighter, but does the thought of ever going up or down ever cross your mind? Um, Yeah. I, I used to fight at 135. So, of course, going back down in the UFC always like is a thought. It's in the back of my mind. Um, But... Um, yeah, I mean, and then you train with guys up a weight class, down a weight class, 
So it, it's always in the back of your mind when you do well or when you're not doing well, you want you think about like all those kind of thoughts always cross. And then, um, but then shoot, one thirty five was too much of a cut. That's why I'm at forty five now. Yeah. Um, so you at one thirty five is a scary thing to me. Uh, just looking at your your build, I always think like, no, I think that's where you belong. I think one forty five is where you're supposed to be. But the hard part about supposed to be with a fighter is. That doesn't necessarily always correlate with what they're thinking. And so I just always wonder if that golden goose is there. And you look at these other fighters going up and down weight classes, you go, I don't know, man, that 135 is getting kind of fun. Maybe I should go down there for a little bit. Sure. I mean, I, I always think about it just because I was there. I've never missed weight. But mm. man, those 135 clubs and performances weren't well because it took a lot out of me to get there. And my performances were hindered, and like I don't, I don't think twice about my the weight class I'm at now, just because um, I enjoy the process, I enjoy the training, um, in any type, and not just in boxing or wrestling, but jiu-jitsu practice, I enjoy it. Just or it, certain conditioning, I enjoy. So I mean, yeah, the journey is just much better when on 145. I can, I can enjoy the training and you know the the process a little bit more, which kind of. I mean, win or lose, the fights are uh, fights are entertaining. So I mean, that that's where that's what matters the most. AKA, I think you're also in a good spot. Just a little bit of protein the week of maybe having a donut. Those also matter. And one thirty-five, Jesus, whoo! Yeah, that's a lot of poundage. The lighter you get, the more every pound is difficult. Correct. Well, can I rapid fire other results at you all? Absolutely. Yep. I'm really excited about this because Amanda Nunez and this, it, I want to gripe for just a minute because this was my bad beat of the night and this was a bad beat. I had, so the props on Amanda Nunez were difficult. So of course, I jumped all over plus 100 to finish by KO TKO. That felt like a great bet to me. And I would argue I won that bet. Except Megan goes down and there's this horseshit moment where unconscious Amanda Nunez decides, well, instead of just mounting and ending this in a fierce way, I'll just triangle choke armbar her, even though she's basically unconscious. That one hurt, but congrats for Amanda Nunez. Is it shocking to you both that they don't have any rankings for that division for women? They don't have like fifteen women to fight at one forty-five. No, I just yeah, it's not shocking to me because, I mean, the I mean that's that's just a hard weight class to find women that are competing at. So, too fixed. Yeah, I think we need to go like one forty-five to one seventy-five and get creative here. <laughs> People are not having enough fun with what Amanda Nunez can do, and hopefully that's where she's at now. That they're like, well, we only have a few more fights. Maybe instead of throwing someone who's not ready. And is going to ruin Kevin's parlay by falling down, but still keeping her defenses, even though she was clearly unconscious. If only I had had the same, if I had had Kai Kara France referee, I have a shot at this, but I did not, sadly. So yeah, she submits Anderson, the shit out of Anderson, mm. but knocked her out first. And that's nice, I isn't mean, it? Let's put it this way. There's something that's weird if you look at this in the future and you go on the Wikipedia page and you see, well, who won the bonus awards that night? 
And you would think to yourself, why wouldn't Nunes win something here? Why wouldn't Nunez get some kind of acknowledgement? And I think it's just because Dana was so pissed. She earned a lot of money for essentially two minutes of work. So I think he refused on principle to give her money. While the rest of us go, I mean, how can you dispute it? She's just good. Give her the money. Give her extra. She fucking did her job. So I thought that was a little, um, I wouldn't say surprising, but I just go, hmm, Dan is probably pissed he has to pay a lot for her. So let's talk a little bit of fight sadness, though. because Makhchev, This one hurt. Yeah. Arm triangling the shit out of Drew Dober. That one did hurt. <sighs> and it was a weird triangle von flute pressure thing that ugh, it was so crushing. And here's what I got to say. Makachev's had like amazing grappling control. That was not going to be in question. And I really was rooting for Drew, but I mean, dude, it just looked like it was it was tough uh to to be under that amount of pressure for that long cuz it did go three rounds, but it was all dominant and and controlled with Islam. And I also want to bring up this is a good time to maybe have the Ted the Planet people go on their lockdown tour because it was very in need that night for a couple fighters and the homie drew i'm, I'm gonna have a chat with him he needs like, to call bro. me i stall yeah. with i stall with the lockdown <laughs> as good as anyone with the in the game i'm very good at it but yeah that one that one hurt a little bit we'll kai, go down uh, kai were you okay ahead. with this fight with makachev just destroying dover um, I I was kind of disappointed because I mean we all know how good um Khabib and Islam are. It was just like I thought I thought um Drew Dober had a better chance, you know. Like I just thought like I thought he had a better he he had a puncher's chance, and he just he's a he's a he's a thick um you know thick strong guy to where. I thought he could nullify just a little bit, just enough to touch him, and, I mean, that's not the case. <laughs> we had somebody during the fight companion who was hardcore going for Islam, and they were telling us, they're like, fuck Drew Dober, and I go, well, well, bud, here's the thing. Hey. No, 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 I'm, I'm being very clear. Drew is a friend of the show, and he goes, yeah, well, fuck him, and I go, if you do this any longer, I'm going to kick you off the thing, and he goes, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I just really like Islam, and I go, I get that. And then when his guy won, he goes, she told you. And I go, what did we just talk about on Good Sportsmanship? I will kick you off this broadcast still. Um, it was very funny to me. I, I enjoyed the fact that we had somebody so rapidly into Islam. And I go, dude, it's not that I don't appreciate it. It just afterwards, we normally do toast to people who get finishes within regulation. So then I had to toast Islam. And I go, Ugh, this sucks having to toast the guy who beat up your friend. But there we are. Anyway crushed it though damn <laughs> it was really it was impressive i'll give him that uh, uh let's talk about yeah. kick and uh, santos uh, what were your impressions if any that you had on that kai um so that fight i thought was gonna be more entertaining but i mean mm. there's two yeah. guys that made a handler so i mean you gotta know when to play the game and i thought right kick was gonna win um <laughs> but it just wasn't as crowd pleasing as thought would be. I mean, can't always have it that way though. Now, 
if we're talking about crowd pleasing, there's a few of these that were very crowd pleasing. They took place on the early prelims, and we'll rapid fire through some yeah, of those. Yeah, because we're on a decision tour on the prelim but card, but it was do, fun. Kev, did you take any knowledge or any moments where you saw Dominic Cruz call out a monster energy drink spokesperson? I 100% did. And the awkwardness with Joe Rogan when Joe Joe was like, well, I didn't want this to get political. And I was just sitting there like, who the fuck is this person? Can we get like a <laughs> UFC graphic? It feels like they knew who they were going to call out. So I had no idea who Dominic Cruz was calling out, but I just felt sadness deep in my heart. <laughs> it was like, you just want to fight. Why are you calling out some monster energy drink? So Dom Cruz is trying to get into the vein of what I was suggesting for Amanda Nunez. It's like, have her fight mm -hmm. an alligator next. I don't know. Is there like a sumo wrestler from Japan who's competitive? Let's get creative. That's what Cruz is trying to do. <laughs> I felt like everybody was like, now nah, we're good. Well, he kept saying Hans Mullenkamp, and I go, I don't know who that is. But in my head, because the reference was Hans, all I thought was Hans Moleman from The Simpsons. AKA the guy who gets hit with the football and falls down. And I just kept thinking, why are you trying to pick a fight with a cartoon? Character? I had a whole different thought, Raph. As I watched this, I was like, Dom Cruz, I know who you can fight. There's this scrappy gifted wonder who's been fighting since he was four out of Hawaii, living in Vegas. Um, Kai, are you interested in that fight? You ready to knock Cruz out? Um, Actually, Dominic Cruz is like a good um, mentor to me. Damn it. So. That sounds yeah. like a no. <laughs> Whoops, never mind. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, Dominic Cruz is doing Dominic Cruz things just maybe a little slower is what I saw tweeted out. And, yeah, I can I can go with that. But he still got it done against Casey Kenny. Meanwhile, Kyler Phillips, cousin of Kevin Phillips, can't prove it, did get a win over Song Yadong. That was also a fun fight. That hurt. Um I would ask this, though. If we are going over things, was there any hint of sadness in watching the Askarov and Benavides fight for you, Kai? Yeah, I mean, there was. I mean, just because, uh, again, Askarov is really talented. I knew the situation going in. And um, Joseph Benavides is one of the most loved guys in the sport. And... Uh, Great teammate of mine, and he just yeah, he's just a great guy. Um, and he was just a step behind, and you know maybe, maybe uh, you know at the level that he's fighting at, and he's paid to fight at, it's just I mean maybe time is running out already. Just the, the way he fights, and you know the the we all know how Joseph Benavides fights, and it just seems like yeah, he was all he was always a step behind, and just a um. I mean, so yeah, it was it was hard to watch. Well, Askarov did miss yeah. weight though, and that yeah. was a effing awesome fight. I don't know. I left. I was like, Benavidez <laughs> is spunky, man. He's still because Askarov looked like he was just laying it on. It's like, nope, he's fine. And that was a fun fight for me. Even I thought that was one of the best of the decision fights. Yeah, and I would like to point out. I think the collective internet, and again, we've mentioned how shitty they can be. They very much like Joseph Benavides. We all love him. So they were very sad to see that result happen. Uh, also, kind of a weird element was Kaikara France. Now, Kev, you mentioned that you had something in terms of a referee allowing something. So he knocks out 
Rogiero. After, oh man, Kai Kara France. I would have tapped six times in that mm. first round. And he's just rolling through Bontorin's stuff. And that's a tough guy to be rolling through. Kai finishes that last escape, gets out, and flat lines Rogiero. Just knocks him out. But effing Herb Dean is so... (laughs) Herb needs to lose some weight, I think. Herb's looking a little slow in there to be moving around with these flyweights because all of a sudden Herb's like, holy shit, where'd they go? Like he's looking at the wrong part of the cage because <laughs> they just move that quickly. He bounces back, figures out what happened because Kai Kara France knocks out Rogiero and instead of having to like prove it with the few shots to the face, he stops, looks at Herb Dean. Herb's like, yeah, I think that's good. Calls it, runs around the cage like a psychopath, realizes maybe he needs to hit him again goes and this time herb dean's like i found you no no more hits and that's how that <laughs> weird fight ended it was unbelievable though the comeback from kai care of france was yeah, awesome there were still some people though who said that they thought it was ending a little early and when you look at <laughs> that man try to get up and stand up and walk and he fell I mean, on his face dumped he was on like your head when you ass up in the air punched. prison the style look but then all of a sudden to then find your way to like almost trying to bulldoze your way without your head upright again, this is a little suspect. Anyway, I'm going to ask this, Kai. Who impressed you the most in the early card prelims? I don't know if you caught all of them, but was there one or two in particular that really caught your eye? Um, I mean, the first two fights kind of went by quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... I, I would say, I mean, not surprise me, but, like, what was happy to, I mean, Dominic Cruz to see at the level that um, Casey Kenny is, um, you know, mm-hmm. in his come up right now. Um, I thought, I mean, he, like, Dominic Cruz was just way ahead of him. And, um, oh, and then, um, um, I think Tim Elliott, Tim Elliott, I thought he, he surprised me. Um with what? How, how, how with, well with the bloodletting he was doing on Espinosa's face, or just the brutality? Well, j- just um, as far as how far. I mean, I know Tim Elliott's awesome on the ground, but just like how close. I mean, I mean, how not of a fight it was. You know, um, just at the point of their careers that they're at, I thought that it was gonna be a little bit closer fight. See, that's the last fight I have. Like, that was some weirdness from the shit talking to the rubbing the blood directly in his mouth. Yeah. I was struggling. There was at one point I was yeah. definitely like, I'm, I don't want to be well, a fighter. I would say, yeah. I guess to answer your question, the guy that, the fight that probably didn't end up the way I thought it would um, was that Song Yudong fight. The Kyle mm. Phillips, man, man, he qualified Song Yudong really well. And that fight, I mean, he was ahead the whole time. Yeah, I've seen Kyler uh, fight out here on the regional circuit in California. And I've had my eye on that guy. I've I've been impressed with what he does. And, you know, I I could see something in him with the UFC. And I said, okay, let's see how he goes. And I thought that was actually a pretty fun fight all the way through. I would also like to commend Sean Brady for getting the submission of the podcast a head and arm triangle choke. It was and everywhere. 
<laughs> Make it look three of them. Well, we're well, you know what, Kevin? We're not going to acknowledge one of them. Uh, I agree. <laughs> okay, cool. Go, go, go. Yep. Because I dare you to go try and do what he did to Drew the next time we roll with him. So. No, thank you. Okay. Just I'll, I'll show Drew that leg uh, lock <laughs> stall move I was talking about. <laughs> but uh, Lemos also gets the win via TKO Euros Medic and Trevin Jones also picking up TKOs. I think we're at a point now where we should probably reveal what happened. So for those listening, we always do over under Kevin. That means we have some results to get to. Kai, how did this particular juncture doing this show the week before giving predictions make your viewing experience go this past Saturday? Um, shoot, it, it kind of it kind of like left me like uh, unsure after the show, heading like Friday, Saturday, um, just because I thought, I, I mean, I was on the fence on a lot of a lot of the fights, especially that the Islam fight. I thought that. I thought that Drew Dober could make it a lot closer. Um, and then just a lot, I mean, a lot of, a lot of the fights that I thought were going to be like, um, like clean sweeps were ended up clean sweeps the other way. So it was kind of, <laughs> um, and I was kind of on the fence on that. Um, I, I mean, I, I wasn't even on the fence. I just, I, I was, I tried to stay away from the Aljamain Sterling fight as much as possible just because um, I trained at Aljo and then, the Peter Yan fight. Um, so, actually, yeah, it it was kind of it was it was weird. But then, the rest of the fights, I mean, shoot, like I don't know, I I I kind of didn't know how to feel after like when you make early predictions and then you kind of like ah maybe too early I made those calls. But then you kind of and then you like ah let me just enjoy the fight. Hopefully, it plays out just to be a good event. Well. I'm glad that you were like this. And I'll tell you, I didn't troll your my bookie plug uh, because it was an apt opportunity to be like, hey, speaking of everybody, go hear him on our show. I let you live because I wanted to make sure that we would we would be here and be able to hear the results. Because, Kev, I got to tell you, man, the UFC, I think, was legit surprised all 15 of these fights survived. Normally on their what time does it start? They said eh, about 315. Then when they saw they all survived, they go, shit, we have to start an hour earlier now because there's 15 goddamn fights. So I got the comment from from the people that live with me watching. It was like, how long are these fights? (laughs) (laughs) It was like uh, all day. It's going to be a long day. (laughs) Well, Kev, I think it's time to reveal some results. Do you you happen to know how many that you got correct? Yes, I do. Okay, how many did you get? Nine. Okay. How many did Kai get correct? This is a real pain in the ass. Nine. Okay. Where's the tiebreaker then? <laughs> We're fucked, Raph. So we both had Sean Brady. I, because of ritual reasons. I had Askarov. We both had Rakic. He had Sterling. I had Nujukuwu. We both had Lemos. I had Medic. We both had Noons. He had Jones. We both had Dober. He had Cruz plus 125, by the way. If you listen to Kai's bets, you could have made some money. We both had Kai Kara France. I had Tim Elliott, Kansas City Connection. And he had Jan plus 200, which was also what I was referring to, by the way. He made, you could have made some money on some picks tonight. 
nine nine. And Raph, one of my favorite things I look back on is that Kai doubled down with Aljamain and said he would mm-hmm. win one of performance by submission. We bu- <laughs> he had Dober, then he had Islam Dober's fight of the night. He was close. I also agreed, and then I had Adesanya and Raykick, and I again got bonused out. How did Raykick not win one of the awards? I guess because Kai, as Kai put it, the fight wasn't that fun, but I felt really pissed that I didn't get a performance of the night category. So we have a rare tie, a very rare tie. Hmm. Interesting. And we both had Sonia Dong. Not as wanted to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that hurt. And I think the only, only way to really like meet in the middle is to just chug a White Claw. I don't know exactly. That was the bet, right? White Claw's the best yeah. beer ever and chug one. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, I feel like you both have to do one. I think that's the only way. It's only, I mean, it's only a, it's only a white claw. One is good. It's the having to one proclaim how good it is that hurts, and having to buy it at the liquor store where my guy looks that's at me. That's the one that hurts. Like, yeah, I'm buying white claws. It's Denver and it's March. I'm ready to party. To be fair, I do think the idea of Kai having to drink a white claw is probably more detrimental than Kevin having to drink a White Claw. Because when you see a White Claw in Kevin's hands, you will probably say, that looks actually pretty normal. (laughs) When you see it in Kai's hands, you're going to be like, something went wrong somewhere and I'm not privy to it. The harder thing as well is also complimenting the other person. So I have a lot of of, um, people around me that say it's like, I should be like a, I, I would fit that the look of a spokesperson for a white claw. Yeah, I agree. Not, not that you could spokesperson for some craft seltzers. Sure. Yeah. I hey, will tell talk. you this though. It's Kai. the tan. <laughs> Kai compliments to whoever's doing your photos though, because <laughs> right. your photos when you're like, I've been told that I have the look of somebody. I'm like, what they're trying to say is you look like a model kid and they're just trying to get you some sponsorships. <laughs> So whoever's doing your photography, they're doing a great job. I would ask them, though, if they were to take photos of me, that they have very good understanding of Photoshop so that I can try to have the abs that you do. Thank you. It's actually, I gotta, uh, since, since, we want, since you asked me about plugs, like to plug, um, it's my boy Leon. Um, Leon, on Insta, his, his name is Archival on Instagram. But, uh, yeah, shout out to him. Well, he does great work. And every time I see it, I get really angry because I probably pass by your photos as I'm eating the most fattening shit you can eat. And then I see you do that and I go, am I supposed to go hit like a punching bag right now? Like, come on, dude. I'm not in this mood. I'm at work. I can't do this right now, Kai. Wasn't always like this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, wait, when you say you weren't always like this. How big were you, sir? Well, I was never big, but I'm just saying, like, um, uh, that's the body that I maintain now. Um, I mean, this takes a lot of hard work. Uh, yeah, that's a lot the of running. You lose me, man. Running, programmed um, lifting. That's it. A lot well, of core. For those looking to achieve less desirable results, the program I'm on is not very hard right now. So, <laughs> fork in the road, 
Kai, you're amazing. We love having you on the show. People can find you on all of the social medias. Um, Kaiboy Kamaka on the Insta. That's where, frankly, that's where, as we've alluded to, you're going to want to see the photos anyway. So just go to there. Check him out. Kai, thank you so much for helping us uh, break down some fights. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it was good to, I mean, talk about it. I mean, talking like this kind of gives me, like, sharpens me as well. So, yeah, glad I could do it. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you back in the cage. It's going to be early May, right? Yep, the 1st of May. May 1st against TJ Brown. So I'm excited. The week after the the Whaley and Rose pay-per-view. My I love that, dude. The ball. Supposed to be on. <laughs> well, I think it's going to be fine because we're just glad to see you killing it in the UFC, man. You've got a great story. We love having you on the show. And uh, I'm sure down the line we'll bring you back on, man. But thank you so much for appearing with us today. Thank you, guys. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...